one thing we have to keep in mind is that, and we talked about it on the show. But at the same time, it comes from two different points. Then all of a sudden, you want to say, oh, well, you know, best, I think for me, I don't know if I can speak for everybody else. This is Dead End Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Kenneth Bianch. Joining me on the show, we got Shelton J. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Doing good, man. Uh, as you guys can clearly see, there is no BZ430 this week. Nick is out. FIFO is out. Uh, but we don't call him the sits man for no reason. We got Q, the sits man, joining us. Yes, sir. What's good? What's good? Back like Lou Will. Let's get it. <laughs> and, and, and just, hey, Ken, make sure you let the people know they're not out because of the basketball game. That's not why they're out. They... <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, or, or is it or hamstrings? Is it? I don't know, man. Hamstring sore. <laughs> I, honest, I, I, honest, I honestly think, and I talked to FIFA. I should have asked him when I was talking to him just now. I think that's why they set out today because they want to answer these questions about this game. Damn, because FIFA let FIFA tell it. He's made four All Star appearances. <laughs> uh, I don't know how, how many point guard MVPs he got, but we watched that game. <laughs> it was awesome. It was yeah, awesome. I, um, you know, it, it's just um, they got to get back in shape, man. That, that's all. They haven't yeah. played basketball in a year or two years and um, trying to get out there and, and run with young guys, man. It, it just it don't work that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just that don't work. Looked that crazy. They, they looked crazy as hell out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. They, they look crazy, but I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna sub in. We, we gonna get something going, and we gonna get that W back. We good. Yeah, that um, uh, you know the uh, the chat was cool, man. They were hilarious, man. <laughs> oh, the ch- yeah. If listen, if y'all listening right uh, now, and you if you have not watched that game, watch it and just watch the chat from beginning to end. You, the chat was amazing. I, I don't know who the MVP was in the quotes, but I watched it with me and my mom actually watched it again. I watched it about four times. Me and my mom watched it one time. She was just rolling. Uh, <laughs> somebody said, sub miles in. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> miles said he was, uh, like uh FIFA broke somebody's ankles and stuff like that. He was out there. It was a, uh, but it, it was fun, man. I you you know how you know how I knew that they were done is when all of them were the ones that were falling. None of the young guys fell. <laughs> it was all the old people falling. Oh, man. Oh, man. That, oh, that shit, man. Bless them. Crazy, crazy, Bless crazy. Bless them. Bless them. Yeah, they, they should have they mixed that up a little bit. But, yeah, but <laughs> shout out to everybody that watched that. We're going to try to do more stuff like that. I, I mean, I was really surprised at the number of people that uh that watched that show that night. So I think that that, I mean, that day, actually. So that was really, really dope, man. So um, we'll try to do more stuff like that, like some sports-related, but none, like, sports talk sort of things. You know, I, I don't know what those would be, but um, just more behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, that You guys seem to really enjoy that. So, um, but yeah, man, if you guys are not subscribed to the show, uh, please give us a sub. Hit the bell. Uh, that's big, and it helps push out the show. To a lot of people as well. Um, for tonight, uh, as you can see, as some of you guys are commenting, I'm running so- solo tonight. But um, but yeah, it's uh, as you can see, it's uh, 
a new setup I'm testing out. So we had some technical difficulties in the beginning, but I got one camera set up. I got the Zoom going, um, and uh, and I got some other stuff that I'm gonna add to it uh, as we move on um, throughout. Uh, hopefully, I get some of the stuff up and running next week to just bring a little bit more flair and production quality to the show. So uh, it's unfortunate the guys weren't here to help me test it out, but uh, nevertheless, you know, we're gonna give it a show. We're gonna give it a go and. Uh, at least now I, I know exactly what uh, some of the issues are. But tonight, man, we're going to cover the following topics. Carson Wentz, we're going to talk about him because I trashed him last week. Uh, Baker, Odell Beckham Jr., obviously getting hurt. And Baker's performance after he got hurt. Um, you know, the Steelers, the Titans, we're going to cover that. And we're also going to do our week six picks and um, talk about Monday Night uh, Football. There was something that popped up in the chat that I want to have a discussion about, about Cameron Durant. Yes, I need to say. I uh, want to kind of get into um, as well tonight. So, um, so yeah, man, I'm going to go ahead and start with, uh, I guess let's start with Odell, man. Um, Odell in the game against uh, the Bengals. Um, on an interception thrown by Baker Mayfield, tore his ACL trying to chase the man down. He is done for the season. People noted how... Baker played better without Odell on the field. Yeah. Uh, that was a conversation piece. But um, nevertheless, man, just uh, give me you guys' thoughts about Odell going down. And <clears throat> what do you think that's going to do for uh, the Browns moving forward? I honestly personally think it's addition by subtraction. Um, mm. I, I, I thought that as soon as it happened, um, not as soon as it happened. And, you know, of course, you you think about the player first. And I feel bad for Odell for that reason. But for Baker, the game just kind of slowed down and he just let go at that point. You know, the Baker that I'm used to, which I still don't believe in Baker. I, I don't <laughs> think no more higher Baker than I do. He's a, he's a professional athlete who had a great game. He played out of his mind. It wasn't just a great game. He was playing out of his mind. Uh-huh. But when when Odell went down, he became a gunslinger. He just spread the ball around. And guys was making plays. I mean, he made plays. They made plays. And it, it seems like when when Odell is out there, he can sometimes get tunnel vision. He gets locked in on receivers. And it seems like he's playing to not mess up. But in that game, and like I said, I watched that game in its entirety. After he went down, he was just like, man, we, we moving. We rolling. And it was like when a player gets hot, you know, when you hit a couple shots and you, you find that rhythm. And it was a wrap after that. I think he had. Yeah, I think he, yeah, it was like uh, 22 for 23 afterwards. The one incompletion was a spike. So 21 straight. Yeah, it was it was it was incredible, man. It was incredible to watch. That guy was that guy was making some good throws. That was that was a good game on on both sides. Let me say that because Joe played a good game. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good football game. Mm-hmm. And. um I think both of them overachieved in that game, and, and which is good. We'll see how that catapults for next week. But, yeah, I think it's addition by subtraction because now he doesn't have that one person to focus on. Even though Landry could be that, he didn't make him that because Higgins was making plays. Peoples Jones was making catches. It, it was Everybody was stepping up, making catches, and making plays. And they refused to lose to the Bengals. And that's what happened. 
I agree with Shelton. I think that it's um, not much really add on to it besides, like, I hope that Odell's recovery is good. I hope that he gets speedy recovery on that. But these injuries um, are not like Achilles. The like ACL now has become, I believe, like a 12-month. Like, you're right back to, you know, if with just the right amount of um, training, you can get back to the same level, I believe, that you were as an athlete before. Uh, for Baker... I think that this is exemplary of perhaps the expectations of Cleveland were too much. Maybe there was just like a little bit too much too soon. Like, all right, we're going all in with Odell. We got Jarvis. We got Joku. We got Austin Hooper. You got to you gotta be good. You got to do this. I think that Sheldon is right taking away that primary, like almost so much gravity goes to one side of Baker's side of uh, the field with Odell because it's like, nah, I got to get him involved at some point. I don't want to mess up. Those things weigh on a quarterback's mind, I believe. And I think that having that gravity removed and letting him like kind of just spread it out more, it'll do, it'll do more for him. I still feel the same way as, again, Sheldon. I don't think that this is like a new found, <laughs> you know, chapter of Baker Mayfield. Like, oh, this is, yo, the answer. You know, nine and seven, eight and eight. That's what I see for Baker and most of what I get from him but to me the other side of the story is joe burrow so shout out to you know baker for playing a great game salute to odell for being a warrior and i know that he'll get through his recovery because he does everything with the same like you know type of uh just real joy that he has on the field even if he's not getting the ball so respect and just hope that everything goes right yeah i felt really bad for odell man like um you know he's played with um back quarterbacks, you know, for the most part of his career. And a, and a lot of things that he did um, was through his, his talents in terms of some of the plays he made and stuff like that. And uh, we never really got a chance to see Baker really show who he is. We've seen the flashes, but imagine if he was playing with a guy like Russ or Patrick or Brady or someone like that. Who knows what Baker, I mean, what Odell could truly be and you know when he comes back you know that's a, a year something injury and we may not ever really see like a fully formed Odell Beckham Jr. and it's unfortunate that he basically got sent to Siberia when he went when he went to Cleveland and you know I, I'm rooting for the brother I think he was unfairly attacked a lot in in New York uh, and just in general because of things that that he did, but um, but it's going to be interesting to see what Baker does moving forward. Maybe you're right, Shelton. Maybe this is a dish about subtraction. And he doesn't have to. He nor the coach nor the offense coordinator will feel compelled to try to force the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. So it'll be um interesting to watch. But a lot of people, Shelton, are asking, man, they want to hear what your thoughts about Burrow. I know you kind of just. Uh, lost over that man, but they they want to hear what you have to say about the brother, man. Are you gonna oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. like H L L V N said he he came in late and he wants to know did you give Burrow credit yet? <laughs> I <laughs> did. Joe, speak to the choir, Sheldon. Speak to the choir I, real I, quick. You know what, Joe Joe Burrow had an awesome game. He really did. He threw for four hundred and ten yards. I saw the same. He made a few mistakes in there, and and this is being real. He made mistakes. He threw you know he threw an end zone pick on that first drive. Uh, in the red zone, which was rough. I was like, here we go again. This guy's he's driving the ball down the field. He, he was he was making plays 
and those receivers he got. This is another thing I in the uh, on the Reddit chat. If y'all not on Reddit, get on Reddit and talk to us on there too. Somebody was saying how he has mediocre receivers. Let me say this: Joe Burrow got some beasts on that squad because um, uh, Tyler Boyd. I, he's been on my fantasy team for the past three years. That's one of my favorite receivers in the game. He makes plays. Uh, AJ Green is on the downside, but he's still a, a, a veteran that can make plays as well. And then you got Higgins. Higgins played out of his mind. He was catching everything. Uh-huh. But Joe Burrow had a good game. He did. He made some dumb mistakes, though. And I, I didn't like that from him. I still say what I say about him because that Browns defense is not that great. I still say what I'm saying is I think people misinterpret me. I don't think that Joe Burrow is trash. I'm never saying the man is trash. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is he is not a star. That's my point. He's not a star. He has. Up until this week, I think he only had like three touchdown passes. Uh-huh. And he, he had a ton of yards. Now, like I said, in between in between the 20s, that's your guy. He's gonna drive it down the field. He's making he's making the right reads. It's just he's not putting the ball in the end zone in the red zone. He had that one interception. He fumbled uh-huh. twice in the red zone in the second half on that last drive. I think I like I said, I watched the whole game. I wish I could go back and watch it again. He threw threw it directly to a, a Cleveland DB, and he dropped it. It was just some plays he made that could have shifted the game one way or the other, and those are the plays that make stars to me. He made he made he kept them in that game, and he played a good game. He's you just think he's a developing. Star. You, I think, think he has a chance to develop. I just don't think he'll make it to star level. Okay. I think he's going to be a serviceable quarterback. He's going to play about eight years in the league. I just think he's, he's going to be what he is. I just don't think he's going to be what he was in college that last year. I don't think he'll ever do that. I don't see it. I don't know, I man. How? Yeah, like how? how many how many guys from college come in with the O-line, a terrible O-line, come in and play at the level that he's playing? We're talking about multiple 300-yard games in his first, I believe, 400-yard game. Um, yes. Granted, he weapons and stuff like that but normally when guys don't have it you can mm-hmm. see it so let's take daniel jones for instance he had that one good game he's been right. above average to mediocre ever since you don't see anything else with him joe mm-hmm. burrow is is performing um you know if you want to say above expectations given the o-line right. um I, I so so i'm saying i guess what i'm saying is that if the right things come into play for him he could definitely, through this experience, um, turn out to to grow into the star that people are thinking or putting on him. Let me. Yeah, I, I, oh, go ahead, Q. No, I was just saying, like, Sheldon, do you let me, let me try to? Is it is it possible that we are at the very beginning of his development, and that perhaps with those factors, like what Ken is saying, that. We could be seeing like because to me right now, I think about I would want Joe Burrow over Derek Carr. I would want Joe Burrow over Jared Goff. Honestly, I would want Joe Burrow over Philip Rivers. I want Joe Burrow probably in the long run over Big Ben right now. I, I would take Joe Burrow like over a couple guys that are getting like big nods in the league and get a lot of respect. 
And I think that that has to be said that he may not have like that Mahomes flair of like, oh, he's not he's not Wilson out of the pocket. He's not Aaron Rodgers throwing off his back foot 60. Like that's he's not that. But I think that, you know, it's a conversation where it'll be the next crop of him and Kyler. And like that conversation is there. I think he's showing that at least to where we could perhaps get to that point. I think that I think that from what I've seen game film and like I said, I watch, I try to study those two, him and uh, Herbert so far. Herbert is just the better quarterback. Herbert is that guy. And what I look for is not just, you know, we talk about like the guys you named, I wouldn't take them over none of them. The reason being is 20 to 20, Joe Burrow gets it done. Like uh-huh. I said, if you go back and look at his red zone performances, uh-huh. these guys, he's just not getting the ball in the end zone like that. He's not making those type throws. He did a couple times in this game. Now, like I said, he made, it was a nice throw to Tyler Boyd, where he fit it in a tight window. I'm not saying this man can't play because the man can play ball. I'm just saying he's not going to ever be on those guys' level. And I, I would like to see from, from him a little bit more vocal leadership as well because even though he don't play defense, he's not responsible for the defense at all. Sometimes you got to get in somebody's butt. I saw it out of Kyler Murray for the first time, and we'll talk about that later, but I saw it for the first time. I saw him, like, get in somebody's butt. And that's what you got to do. Even as young, yeah, he's young. He is young, but he's a starter in the NFL. When you're a starter, you're held at a certain standard. And I, I see more of what I want to see in a star in, in Herbert than I do in Burrow. Now, they both could, in all honesty, they both could end up there. I just don't see it for him. I just don't. I, I see him being a solid player. I think he's solid. You think I he's Kirk Cousins? I saw somebody say that, and I, I would compare him to that. You think he, ah, I, I, I just see that more so than say like who who can we name like a big Ben like Ben is a different make difference maker on that squad he is you know you take Ben out of the equation and you have I see Matt Ryan honestly I see a lot of Matt Ryan you know maybe not like with the big like deep ball like that but I think that he'll get there man I think that that's a matter of scheme I see Matt Ryan and that people will be like oh Matt Ryan. Okay, guys, took you to a Super Bowl. Like, yo, all right, that's what that's what guys want. You know Matt I mean? is nice. Yeah, so I'm, it's like I I can see that, man. I don't know. The only thing, the only difference in him and Matt to me is Matt to me is a leader. I watch Matt. Um, Hands down, I, I've had the pleasure of being at Falcons training camp, seeing him in person, talking to him in person, and just seeing the way he carries himself as a leader and how he's a, what makes Matt Ryan special. Which I I like. I don't like the Falcons at all. By the way, I'm. A, I'm a Panthers fan at heart. Everybody know that. But what makes him special is his leadership. Matt Ryan, he galvanizes troops. He get them boys ready. And I would I would like to see that from Joe, but I ain't seen it. And like I said, I, I just don't see a, I don't see him being that spark for them. I, I think that it is still, I don't know, it's still the Bengals to me, and it's still Joe Burrow. I just need to see him do more. And I don't, I don't, like I said, 20 to 20. He's making the reads. He's making the right play. I saw him pick up some blitzes. I saw him. I saw him do some things to to a Cleveland team that's that's pretty tough. But I saw him make a few mistakes, and which, which you're gonna have mistakes. I'm not saying nobody's gonna be perfect out there on the field. I'm just saying I need to see. I, I see the yards, and, and we can talk about his yards all day. But that's a that's a product of the running game too. You know they throwing the ball a lot. So yeah, he gonna get 300 yard uh, passing days because they're throwing the ball around 60 times. 
that's going to happen. And, and it's, you know, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. But, and, and mind you, the game that they won, Joe Mixon had three rushing touchdowns. That was the game when they ran the best. That's That was the game when they did what they were supposed to do. Ex- right. Play execution, less mistakes. I saw that game too. They, they, they played a good game that game. But once again, he just doesn't have what I look for in that that player. I don't see it in him. So I mean, uh, since we're here, then let's let's talk about uh, um, Herbert because this is one of the questions. So I'll just move it up. Um, you know, it sounds to me like you're you're taking Herbert over Burrow long term. Ten right? times out of ten. Ten, ten times out of ten. Out of, ten out of ten. This guy. Yeah, I makes agree with play. that. I agree with that. Man, this guy. This guy is. You can tell with him. Like I said, watching these, watching the two play, I try to look at them as objectively as I can. Watching the two play, I can say for 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 a fact that Herbert's coachings have cost him a couple of these games. He's played against. Now you got to think about who he's lost to. He's lost to Tom Brady, who he was beaten. He was outplaying the whole game. He, he outplayed Brady in that matchup. He lost to uh, was the Saints beat him too. I think. I think it was yeah. the Saints. So he played Drew Brees. He was outplaying Brees the whole game. Had that game. Um, he lost to the Panthers. The Panthers, you know, Teddy played good and, and kind of had his number. Uh, I can't remember who else they lost to. But this kid has been playing ball. His market, it was it was the Chiefs? Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs. I remember, I think they went to OT. Yeah, yeah. they was going to beat the Chiefs that game. They had a beat. Mm-hmm. They had the Chiefs beat. He was out playing Pat Mahomes. This mm-hmm. kid is playing ball, man. He's making plays with – he's moving his legs. And he's making throws on the run. He's doing things that you want to see from a leader. He's making impossible throws possible. Mm-hmm. I just see it. I just I see some some spark in him, and it's been consistent. I don't know how he's going to keep that man on the bench for Tyrod. And Tyrod is one of my favorite players, but he ain't have no business playing over this guy. Herbert pops. Herbert Herbert flashes, and I think that that may be where Shelton's definition of star comes from because you need a guy who. Either he's going to make some outrageous throws, either he's going to be a competent QB with an all-star, like, galvanizing personality that separates him into that stardom. And that's kind of the nature of the, of the NFL, where it's like, you can have QBs that are stars for different reasons, because some guys are more electric on the ground. Some guys are more electric because they are more competent and they have, like I just said, that, like, that gladiator personality, like, let's go to war. And it's like, they just tap into the hearts of men, just like, yo, like a Breeze. Breeze don't have the most incredible, credible arm, but Breeze is a way above average, one of the most accurate passers we've, we've ever seen. And he has that factor of, you need me in your locker room to keep everything together. For me, when I see Herbert, I see a lot of that. I see, I see, I see a lot of the intangibles when it comes to just throwing mechanics. I see things that you just can't teach certain guys. You will just, you just never be able to have it. And I think that with, with Sandy, I'm sorry, what LA has going on right there, they found like the steal of the last like three, four drafts. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's actually incredible just being able to witness this, this like young man's growth because the reads that he wasn't making in the beginning, I'm seeing him like pick it up quicker than two children's point quicker than a Joe Burrow. But I don't think that necessarily means that we still won't be here in a couple of years 
talking about Burrow versus, you know what I'm saying, Herbert. Like, this could be a, you know, thing in terms of squads, at least. That, that's, that's what I see in the future. And I, and, and I would love that. I really would love that to be the case. I want to be wrong. On this one, honestly, I want to be wrong for the love of competition and love of the sport. I want these two to be out of this world so we got more to talk about than Patty Mahomes run the table every year. I don't want that, even though I, I love the fact that he's doing what he's doing. I want him to have somebody to, you know. Herbert you might know, have something have, to say about that, too, which is actually crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're, like, we're talking about they're both in the AFC, right? They're both in the same, they're both mm-hmm. in the same division, right? So I'm not saying, bro, that, that like the Chargers, but once they get, who's it, Ingram and Bosa back, if they're not yeah. back, Man, they can build something that they just play these cards right. They could say something about this whole oh, Chiefs gonna run the next decade stuff because LA is no slouch. And let me ask you something in your opinion, who has the best receivers, the Chargers or the Bengals? I think that Keenan Allen is a top five wide receiver when he's healthy, man. I think that you got to give Herbert the better. I, I do think that Herbert has more right now, but I think that you could that you could put Herbert in Cincinnati and he would probably do a little bit more than her, than Burrow's doing, which speaks to more so that raw talent. I think if you put Burrow in LA, I think he would do you know pr- almost as well statistically, but but like you wouldn't see the pop, you wouldn't see the oh he is the reason that these guys are in. He would just make them. He would be like Jared Goff, like like a mug. You know what I mean? Like all right, I'm yeah. gonna. Throw these guys are getting open because of the nature of the of the talent. I'm seeing Herbert throw guys open, and it's yes. like okay, that's where the separation is right now. And Burrow's done that. No, no, no disrespect to people in the chat. I know y'all gonna go crazy. I've seen him do it, <laughs> not to the same, not to the same rate. Mm-hmm. And I could be, you know, missing some throws. So, and see, that's what. But but my thoughts and, and my thoughts on that. I I still think the Bengals had a better wide receivers. Like I said, I, I think that he has three guys. Uh-huh. that are starter-level receivers, whereas the Chargers got Keenan Allen, which is better than all three of them. Mm-hmm. But Mike Williams, to me, is a, he's just an underachiever. And who else is it? Those other guys that are undrafted free agents that are playing. Is Henry hurt? Henry's there, but Henry looked like a shell of himself. He looked like yeah. FIFA on the basketball court the other day. Yeah, that's why I don't if he was hurt. Yeah, he <laughs> might, he, he's my, my fantasy tight end. But this dude is just – he big and slow. The two ACLs, man. The two ACLs. I, I'm pretty sure. That yeah, that happened. That that has to be it. Cause he he's not getting open. He ain't making no plays. So I'm looking at. It, I'm like, this guy got Keenan Allen, and the rest of it was was it was just a great game plan. Cause they played some ball. Mind you, both these teams, they played uh, the Jaguars and they played the Browns. These these teams aren't no killers. It ain't like playing. You know, it, it ain't like either one of them was playing the Ravens or. <laughs> Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Gardner miss you, like you know. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> what you know, they they look good against these teams, but they weren't playing them. They it wasn't like they either one of them were playing, you know, top level competition. Mm-hmm. But I, I like I said, I, I I don't get me wrong. This for everybody in chat. I respected Joe Burrow's game. I was I was happy to see him do well. I don't want nobody to be doing. I like now. I do got villains. I want some people to do bad, but I I don't necessarily <laughs> want to be horrible. I just want to see him flash and show me that he's going to make it. He's I'm going to be the difference today. Today, I'm going to be the difference. And they gave so many people give him so much credit, but he wasn't even the best quarterback on the field. Uh. You see what I'm saying? 
He was not even the best quarterback on the field yet uh, Sunday. So that's saying a lot, especially when you on share the field, Baker Mayfield. And, and a lot of that was um, the Cincinnati defense, but a lot of it, he just, I think that Baker just didn't want to be showed up. I, I just felt like, I felt like he played up for this game. And, and do, you, do you agree, Ken? Yeah, I think, I think, um, Baker, man, uh, he made some hella, hella throws. That game-winning touchdown uh, was was good. A great play by the receiver. So uh, I think there's something to not losing to the Bengals, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with Shelton. I definitely think he uh, he 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 took his game to another level. Is this the beginning of you know Baker being what people expected? I don't know. Uh, in regards to the um, the Burrow Herbert situation um i won't go 10 to 10 um if i'm evaluating their performances through the first seven games it seems like 10 to 10 but i think that if we give burrow a a, a better offensive line um i think we just got to give him time it seems like herbert has the confidence already i don't know if that's coming from the coaching or the culture or whatever it is but he seems really sure of himself. And at times we see, you know, old Joe, we see college Joey, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh-huh. Um, and I haven't seen that fully yet. So it definitely seemed like he's still trying to pick up certain parts of the NFL and the game speed and receivers right. not getting stuff like that. So, um, but I'm like you, Shelton. I'm with it. I don't really want it to be a versus thing. I definitely want them both to succeed. Um, because I'm definitely a fan of Burrow. People know that and listen to the show. And um, and I want to see Herbert do his thing too, man. I'm, I'm tired of seeing quarterbacks come into the league and can't play. So I, I want to see future stars, and we need it because some of these old guys are, are going out. Um, we got a super chat from BZ820. It says, uh, can you all – can you see all four of the NFC West teams make it to the playoffs – uh, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers. Mm. 49ers are struggling right now, right? No, they won Sunday. Yeah, they won the last two. Oh, they just won. Oh, yeah, they yeah, my fault. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, man. Like, they have firepower, man. Kyler is really coming into his own. I think D-Hop, in terms of just pure hands and, like, route running, I think he's, like, top two, top three in the NFL. Um... Russ is the entire Seattle team, so they have a really, really, really small margin for error. So he has to play like perfect for them to for them to be even be because their defense, man, is just absolutely atrocious. Um, and then you have yeah, the Rams. The Rams been doing their thing, man. I mean, I, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say yes. I would say no because I, I honestly think. With San Francisco's injury history, I just I think it's gonna finally catch up with them at some point. They play, mm. I think they play Seattle this week, and that's gonna be a tough game. And two more players went down. Um, Jimmy G is a shell of himself. I don't think he can win games right now. I just don't think he can. When I say that, sometimes the quarterback got to win you a couple games, and I don't think I don't see him winning. I see him losing a couple games, so I don't. I got it, Ken. I got the other one. But um, okay. I, I just don't – I don't think they're going to be able to hold up. I hate it, but 
I don't think so. But this is the one of the best divisions in football, though. Who's the best QB in the division? Ooh, that's tough. It's got to be Russ because Russ the best QB in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Kyler, who's my favorite player, by the way, if, if you must know, that's my favorite player. He's he's going he's coming into his own. Uh-huh. Um, he like I said, he he stepped up this weekend and made. I don't know how they came back and won that game because they they shouldn't have been in that game. But that was what I was talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about by a quarterback flashing. He carried that team and did everything necessary for them to win that game, and they ended up pulling it out. But he's playing out of his mind. Jared Goff is is Jared Goff. He's going to have games where he look like Superman. He's going to have games where he look like Nick Foles. So, you know, it is what – and Jimmy G is on a team that is just loaded. So that division is, is stacked. It's just stacked. So on any given Sunday with them, but I think that I think that San Francisco gonna hit a wall. I really do. Yeah, I, I don't. I like what um Arizona's doing. I like Tyler Murray Murray. Everybody know I'm pro brother on the <laughs> show. So I definitely got his back. Um, but I do think they're playing a little bit above their, their head right now. And I can easily see them falling off before the other three teams. Uh, I just think they got a little bit more experience or and advantages in, in other areas uh, with 49ers, the coaching, and a loaded team with Seattle, uh, Russell Westbrook, Pete Carroll, Super Bowl, uh, you know, champion. So they have a, a wealth of experience and, you know, uh, pretty good-ass receivers, honestly. Uh-huh. And, uh, and yeah, Q, I'm with you, man. I, it's, it's a great comeback by McVay. Golf, golf, not trying to do too much, and I think yep. not having Gurley on that team and doing this whole running back by committee thing is working well for them. And 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 McVay is winning a lot of games for them. So I think when I look at all four, Kyler being in his second year plus a second year head coach, I could easily see them falling off a little bit more. But beating Seattle in the manner that they did down by two points multiple times throughout that game to come back and win that game in OT was great a great confidence booster. But we also know that Russell was something that game away as well. You said you got the uh, other super chat? Yeah. Um, let me find it really quick. And pre- I appreciate that. Shout out to Russell Wilson because I'm going to win my fantasy game because DK was on the opposing team. And for some reason, he was, he was locked in the locket. I think Lockie had um, I don't know how many receptions. Yeah, Lockie had played out of his mind. Whew. But every pass was going to lock it. DK got caught one pass. The other super chat was from Eric Kirby. Appreciate you, Eric Kirby. He says sports personality, one's gotta go. Stephen A. Smith, one, Bill Simmons, two, Colin Cowherd, three, and Dan Patrick, four. Dan Patrick. I don't know who Dan Patrick is, so he got to go. But uh, <laughs> Dan Patrick is more like a just a sports center guy. Is all I know him for. Yeah, yeah, he's an OG. I don't know no Dan Patrick, dog. <laughs> only Patrick, I, I, only Patrick we acknowledge is on SpongeBob, dog, and that's just because of my childhood. Shout out '96, <laughs> man. Shout out '96. We here. I don't care. But yeah, that's hilarious. That is funny. That's a tough one. <laughs> But Stephen A. Colin, I don't like Colin, but at least he's interesting. Yeah, Colin, 
bullshit sometimes. That that's why he damn Bill Simmons be on some bullshit too. But um, but Dan Patrick, I just find nothing. I mean, very little things that Dan Patrick. I don't even watch or listen to anything. I will listen to the other three first. Yeah, Dan Patrick does have a radio show. He does, but it's, he he's more like vanilla in his take. Mm-hmm. So you got something? I was trying to think. I'm I'm, I'm thinking Bill Simmons. Bill be Bill be killing me with them Celtics takes, man. We can do a whole show just on his his terrible take. Oh yeah, like, so I was playing around with the trade machine today, and I found a way to get LeBron to the Celtics. Shut up, bro! Trying to do that shit every 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 damn day, and I'm always to hit that shit every day. Right. All right. That's the so Lions. Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Uh, so let's see. This next question is going to be about Carson Wentz. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a weird one, but this is what Nick put on here. So I'm going to ask it. Has Carson Wentz proven he is the franchise QB for the Eagles, or is he just the best QB within the NFC? Man, let me, you know, let me just say this, man. As an Eagles fan, as somebody who watched Donovan McNabb, Jeff Garcia, Michael Vick, Nick Foles, and now Carson Wentz play football, let me tell y'all that what is happening here is a conspiracy. This is something that has been weighing on my mind, watching people talk about Carson Wentz. The media is trying to assassinate this brother's character. I don't care what no one says. Let's look at the facts. The Eagles have not had an offensive coordinator since Frank Reich left after the Super Bowl season to go coach Indianapolis. Frank Reich was on record as being so instrumental in preparing the game plan and packages for Carson Wentz. And he was notoriously touted in Philly media for being like the leveling off to Doug Peterson's like crazy mad scientists. Like we're going to call a Philly special on fourth down in the Super Bowl. Like he was his antithesis he was the structure Doug was the fire and now that we don't even have an offensive coordinator our entire offensive line is decimated we have been sent down to the to the practice squad wide receivers we have guys who were rugby players playing right tackle we got guys who were playing quarterback in college at wide receiver and Carson Wentz is number one in this division yes everyone is terrible but the facts also say that last year, Carson Wentz threw for 5,000 yards and not one receiver, I believe, had over 500 yards. Like, this is a travesty of, of a Howie Roseman in a GM who has for seasons done nothing but waste draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. He drafted J.J. Arcego-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf. They said D.K. Metcalf didn't pass Howie Roseman's physical, so we didn't draft him. Wow. Apparently, his physical looked just freaking fine in Seattle. So they obviously drafted him, and look where he's at. Now you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round instead of getting your offensive line depth that you obviously need. You go and draft these unknown linebackers and these unknown cornerbacks, and you don't even play them. They end up getting cut. The guys that were on your team that were looking awful in your defense Go to other teams like Rasul Douglas in Carolina. Like, I have no clue where this player has been. Nelson Aguilar goes to Oakland, I mean, to, to the Raiders, and he's not dropping as many balls. He's scoring touchdowns, getting 
deep balls. And it's like, what in the world is going on? You look at guys like Sidney Jones getting deflections for interceptions or for game winning. Like, what in that world is happening here? All I'm saying, bro, is that Carson Wentz is being underdeveloped by the factors around him. I'm not saying that man is perfect. I'm I'm not saying that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. But as an Eagles fan, this has to be said. The finger needs to be pointed at Howie Roseman. That man is completely sabotaging Carson Wentz. Not like on some like really he wants to sabotage him. But his own ego and his own bad draft picks. Doug Peterson's decision to not delegate the play calling. And still Carson Wentz is making guys like Travis Fulgham look like stars. He's making guys like Greg Ward look like really good slot receivers. He he has like come on, man. Like he has Richard Rogers out there as as his as his tight end. And people are talking to me about you you'll put Jalen Hurts on the field. To do what? To do what? Behind what line? Behind with what playbook? Doug is putting together the playbook every week because we're losing guys. Doug, our Injury report looks like the damn liner notes on a Wu-Tang album. This shit is bad. <laughs> this shit is bad. And we need to speak on it. <laughs> Somebody say something to me, man. I hey, just, man all, I got, just... all I got to say is bring on Jalen. <laughs> bring on Jalen. Jalen is my second favorite quarterback, man. So, so Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. I'm a, I'm a quarterback fan except for Baker. but. Hey, Carson. I, I don't. I don't know, man. Carson. Carson. He just. You're, you're right. Everything you said is right. It, it ain't all his fault. I still think that that he's not it, though. I, I, I just don't think he's. I, it. I just think he's. I think he's. I think he's far, man. I really think that's it. I think people are under the. Look at 2017. He had an offensive coordinator. He had competent receivers. Mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey is out. Deshaun Jackson is out. His first-round pick in Jalen Rager is out. He has no offense. The only starters are him and his center. And he's number one in the division, coming off of throwing 5,000 yards and taking his team to the playoffs and only getting knocked out by a Jadavion Clowney helmet-to-helmet hit that ended his postseason. And that game was like 6-14 to 14 the entire way with – Josh McCown at us playing for us at backup. And this shows that I really believe that Carson Wentz has his issues. Carson Wentz throws his, his interceptions. But to me, bro, that's just kind of like what the quarterback, you got to take the good with the bad. Because when you see him on, when he turns it on in the fourth quarter, when he's on fire, when they have a game plan that makes sense, when he has guys around him, We've seen him look like an MVP. He may not ever get back there again, but I know that for damn sure we are not giving him the opportunity to showcase true talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I, I keep going back and forth. I think I'm just um, – what I will agree with what you said, Hugh, is that uh, – is the media, is um, the, 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 the attempts to bring this man down. Because I try to figure out why do they talk about this man every single day, every single week, um, and and when did they become infatuated with Carson Wentz um, to to this level, almost on a 
uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson level, and the man's not even winning. Like it's it's just incredible to me. Like it 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 just it just I, I don't know. I don't understand it. And you know, we know about the hit piece that came out when Foles was there and won the Super Bowl and all of the other stuff. So there's there's always been these things that came out where they talked about this guy, but you know, they're they're putting these guys on the level of like Dallas, where they talk about Dallas every single day for no reason. There's no reason to talk about Dallas right now. Like none. Like, you know, they they need to start winning and doing something before they should even be considered worth talking about unless something unless the only time we should talk about Dallas ever again is when they pay that. To be honest. That's really should be the only conversation we ever have about Dallas. But um, same thing with 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 Wentz. And I understand these are these big franchises. People are really, really interested. And I think what Wentz is doing with no talent is is amazing. And I think that speaks to what he's able to do. And it also speaks to some coaching, coaching issues that they've had. So I would be curious to see what he would he would do when Dashley gets like real guys around him. Um, but I'm I'm 100 percent with you ever since Frank left. He hasn't been the same and they haven't been the same. So. Um, but I think right now with that division, the way it's shaped up, he will be one of the leading conversation pieces because somebody's going to have to win that division. At some, point. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Let's talk about the damn Steelers. We'll be back after this quick break. I told y'all it was going to happen. Yeah. Give, yeah. I'm gonna give the Titans some credit. They they came back in that game, yes, but I'm gonna also put part of that blame on on Big Ben because he threw like he had some tip interceptions and one red zone interception. Uh, that he threw, he tried to force the, the 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 ball in there, but man, like this was their first real test for a lot of people, uh, myself included, and uh, and I think this was a real test for the Titans. I think it was more of a real test for the Titans than the Steelers, but you know, um, because the Titans, if you look at it, they, I mean, I I just still don't believe in them. I still think they somewhat overrated, and they've had to do a lot to win games, come back late, but the Steelers, man, they. They got something, and I don't know exactly what it is yet, but they're undefeated. People are still not really talking about them. They only want to talk about this team when they get in trouble. Somebody has to do something. Let Big Ben spit on on the ground, and then they have a conversation about that. This man is winning. No one is saying anything. Mike Tomlin, once again, should finish with um, without having a losing record and people just, huh? Like, th- these are the things that, that bother me when it comes to the media. Yep. And they always want to try to find ways to bring people down instead of prop this guy up. If this was Bill Belichick, they would talk about him. Cliff Kingsbury, Pete Carroll, all these other guys they would talk about. Tomlin is 7-0, and and many people didn't even have him at this point. And, and, and it's crickets. It's, 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 it, it, it baffles my mind, man. Uh-huh. Children. Yeah, I, I say the same thing, man. I, I I give that man his props. You can't, you can't. I want to start the show with this. You can't do nothing but give him his props. He's winning at all costs. You talk about injury after injury, he has them too. I mean, he's he's watching guys drop like flies. Devin Bush went down last week. That boy's a dog. It, it's always somebody with them, uh-huh. but this guy's consistently making plug and play, and these guys are making no excuses and they playing ball. Every week, a lot of people saying, "Well, they should have lost that game." They didn't. 
They won. No matter if they should have or shouldn't have, they won the game. And that's really all that matters. Every week you would think this is the week that they go down, yet they do it again. They're consistently good. He's consistently consistent, uh-huh. which is more than you can say for any other franchise. This franchise in the last, what, 20-plus years has only had three coaches? Uh-huh. There's no more consistent franchise in sports than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-huh. And they deserve the credit. Mike Tomlin deserves the credit for getting these guys motivated every week. Um, I, for one, was hurt when A.B. left. I was hurt when Bell left. I was like, that's the end of the run. Boy, was I wrong. Big Ben went down last year. Duck, Duck Hodges was the quarterback. A-B. And they still was winning. MAGA. A-B. You know what I'm saying? They still was winning. Mason played quarterback. They, they still were – they were consistently good. And – Man, these dudes deserve their flowers now. You you got to give it to them because they playing ball. Everybody said Ben was through, and he's undefeated. You know what I'm saying? So they simplifying the offense, man, and it's just like it's a beautiful thing to see. I think we are going to see in this NFL season the same thing that we have seen in the NBA bubble. That although these are like limited like fans and whatnot, I think that still does do something to the games to make them a little bit weirder for people. But I think that what is going to prevail, just like the bubble, is you obviously need the talent on the floor. You need a little bit of talent on the floor, obviously, to do do what you're trying to do and win the championship. But I think that the overarching like factor is continuity, team continuity. What is like the what is the character of the men in your locker room? What is the what binds them? How do they value each other as players and teammates? And are they willing to ride? Because we see the Cowboys, not, not, not to step on the topic, but they don't ride. The Steelers ride for each other. You know, I look at guys yes, like sir. Green Bay, Green Bay, they ride for each other. You know, and these are like just, just, just examples of continuity that you want these type of men in your locker room because Mike Tomlin is exemplary of getting a, a group to come together. And I think that we are seeing now with the subtraction of A.B., the subtraction of Bell, they didn't get that man his credit for keeping all that under wraps. They didn't get that man his credit for winning despite all of those locker room personalities, Bell wanting his money and the way that he would talk to linemen, the way A.B. would talk to Ben and his mood swings or whatever, Ben's bullshit. You know I mean? A whole bunch of colliding factors. And still, despite that, Mike Tomlin was winning. Despite that, he didn't make any excuses. Despite mm-hmm. that, they are still right back here. What are they, 6-0 now? Yeah, this is shows this shows us this shows us a lot about the character of Mike Tomlin as a football coach. And I think that that needs to be respected more. Because, bro, if this was Mike McCarthy in Dallas, we wouldn't hear the end of it. We would, right. we, we would not be hearing the end of it. But still, one of the most winningest franchises in the sport with a black head coach, and with a quarterback that was written off by the media, it's just a perfect storm for me for Pittsburgh to waltz themselves right up to an AFC championship game against the Chiefs. Perfect, right. to be honest. Because and, sh- and last last point, shout out to their wide receiver scouts again. Because mm-hmm. y'all find the boys. I'm trying to tell you, Deontay, uh, Claypool. I knew when y'all drafted Claypool. Shout out to Steelers fans in the chat. I knew when y'all drafted Claypool. I was like, damn, Howie Roseman ain't smart enough to draft him. God, he just he got that he got that Larry Fitz on him, man. I'm I'm telling y'all. So shout out to shout out to the Steelers, man. Hey, let me let me um I was gonna say one other thing to y'all. I, I think that it's kind of good for Mike. Maybe he's glad that they don't pay him any attention. 
I know a lot of times when, you know, Patty, you know, we talk about Mahomes in Kansas City. Every game for them is like a Super Bowl for the team that they play. So when you go to Pittsburgh, you you look at them more or less like, not like, oh, this is a Super Bowl, but, man, I don't feel like going to play these boys because they hit so hard. And, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a different mindset. So I think that they're kind of glad to be the blue-collar, not-so-praised team. That's probably what he wants because he's going to walk into the playoffs and, and, you know, he could walk straight through. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the Super Bowl. I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think it's great, man. And I think, um, you know, they talk about Wentz more than they talk about, uh, <laughs> you know, the Steelers and, and, and you know, a lot of other franchises. It's not like the Steelers don't have a huge fan base because they do. So if, you, if, if I'm looking at it from a programming perspective in terms of what's going to drive numbers, what's going to move the needle, if you talk about the Steelers, they're going to tune in to watch. You know, I, 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 would, I would like to think. But nevertheless, that's what we're here for. We're going to give the man his, his credit, his props, and, um, and, uh, and we're going to continue to do that and to support the brother and highlight him where others, others can't. Um, I want to talk about another brother that ain't doing so well. Um, man Cam Newton, man, he's thinking up the joint. Um, he's validating a lot of um, doubters. And what I want to say to this is that I blame COVID. That man ain't been right since he caught COVID. <laughs> and we, it's, and, and I, people can say I'm, I'm wrong, but I'm sorry, man. We, we've, we've heard like what COVID can do to the body. And I don't think this man has recovered yet. That man is struggling. He ain't – Cam Newton is not this bad. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a combination of both lack of talent and the COVID thing. The lack of talent is catching up to New England. They can only do so much because they, they, are, they are stacking the box on Cam now. And it has to be adding in that the whole COVID thing. People don't understand, man. Like, just, just drop a fact. Like, I believe that th- there is – um. There is a lot of data pointing to a large risk of heart damage for people who have contracted COVID in their later years. And this is just like, you know, just the remnant later on of for a certain sector of the population. So it's like, imagine what Cam Newton is dealing with just freshly coming off of this. I don't I don't know what that's doing to his body. And we don't know what it's doing to anyone's body really right now. And I think that also adding on to that is you got Edelman and you got Burkhead, but it, it's not really there, man. It's not really there. So they're compounding on top of each other, I believe. And now we're seeing some really bad QB play. But I agree with Cam, man. Cam can't be this bad. He just can't be this bad. Shelton, you got, you got anything on that? I don't like talking about Cam, man. It hurts. <laughs> All right. I'm, 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 I'm a huge Cam fan, and I I hate to see him struggling. But um, I thought you meant when COVID hit. I didn't. I'm, I'm not even thinking about him catching COVID. I'm thinking about because he needed that time to work out. He really needed him more than anybody else. Just like a lot of the rookies and, and other people. He needed those those off-season camps and that off-season workout program with that team. He really needed it. And he that hurt him to not have it probably more than anybody else that we can mention in the league. And it's catching up. You know, um, 
when he played with Noah Turner, was it last year? Yeah. With, you know, he started off real hot and then before the mm-hmm. arm got sore. Um he was I was I was hoping to see that cam only for a longer period of time, but we haven't been able to see it yet. This guy worked out. He worked out like a monster. He just didn't get to work with his guys. So I'm hoping that he can recover. I'm hoping that this is just, you know what I'm saying, just, just a blip in, the, blip in the system for him for a second. We'll see. But I I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think he's not. I don't think he's done. I really don't. I just don't think he'll ever be MVP cam again. No, nah, I, I came close to calling him done, but I, I did remember that COVID has something to do with it. And I think that the same way they talked about the lack of weapons, they need to keep that same energy, quote unquote, when it comes to the Patriots. There were a lot of guys that did not play this season with the Patriots because of their concerns with COVID. So, you know, if, if, Brady got a pass for not having a lot of things around him, um, or at least going far. He he and he had more to work with than than um than Cam has so far because because there wasn't COVID. So uh, you know I think we have to be fair and consistent in our evaluation of that. But Cam hasn't looked good. I'm not making an, I am making an excuse. I think COVID has something to do with it, but um. But also, he just hasn't looked good, man. He has to play better, and he, he's acknowledged that himself. So um, I want to hit one more, and then we're going to jump into this thing that Kevin Durant said. I know we'll probably revisit it next week um, when when Nick and uh, Pifo and, and B return. Probably they may have some thoughts on it, too. When they return from injury? Say. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but when they come on by our. Oh, yeah. The, the last one, uh, football-related, because people want us to talk about and asked us to uh, talk about, I think it was Peter, said that we got to talk about A.B. Um, oh, A.B. Quick. going to the, to, to the Bucks. Um, I, I don't even know the question. I, I've been pretty um, um, neutral on the news um, in terms of takes. Uh-huh. I, I think that um, I, I saw Arian said that he thinks A.B. matured. But yeah, you're gonna say that because you want him on the field. Because uh, yeah. he's trying to win the Super Bowl this year. And um, but you know, there were a lot of things said that if you have the talent, no matter what you do, you'll be back on the field. And I guess this is another example of that. Kareem Hunt was one, and um, and, and that's that. But I think everything is is lined up for Brady to to get to the Super Bowl and possibly even win it. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on this situation? Nah, I think I think I think Skip Bayless does a good job of saying it for another player. So I'll just say, how much help does Tom Brady need? And I'll just leave it there. So <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I, I'm more impressed with with uh, DB going to the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> that that to me is a, is a bigger signing. But no, I think uh, AB going. I want to see what it's going to look like because the man already got, you know, two of the greatest wide receivers in the game uh, along with a couple good tight ends. So it's just, it, it just adds to what they're, they're trying to do around there. They, they got everybody they got an all-star cast down there. So there's uh-huh. no reason this team is championship or bust at this point. Uh-huh. There's no reason um, 
they shouldn't be there except Seattle's going going to be around. You got Arizona's there to try to knock them off, and then you got Green Bay. They have if you had to, if you had to bet, Sheldon, if you had to bet a hundred dollars, AB makes it through the season with no issues on the team. You betting that hundred? No, I couldn't. I can't bet on AB. <laughs> I, I feel that. I ain't, I ain't got no. I ain't got no faith in him. I don't. <laughs> I, but you know what? I, I I I would not be surprised this time if he does, mm-hmm. because I think he knows this is it. Like this, this is it. Yeah, this this it, bro. And I think him being out this time, hopefully, hopefully he learned his lesson. I don't believe them when they say he learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. I won't believe it until I see it. But I know he's been quiet for what a couple months now. You had heard mm-hmm. nothing from him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good low. thing. That's you a know good what thing. I. You, you know what I found interesting? Um, one of the, the headlines I saw was that they said that if the allegations are true, he will be released from the team. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, uh, you guys don't know if they're true or not yet. So you willing to take the chance? Like, why would you even? I mean, I know why, but it just seemed like when when they said that, I was like, well, that somewhat seemed, I don't know, hypocritical to me. Um, because they don't have, they don't know one way or the other. It's like, what, what are you, what are y'all doing? But, um, but I don't know, man. I, I, I think that, yeah, I'm with you, Shelton. It'll be interesting to see how it looks. It'll be interesting to see if he doesn't have the ego because he got all of these weapons. Like Brady has been given every single thing to win, and he has to win. And uh, HLLVN. Uh, said that Aaron's is going to be the downfall of the damn uh, Bucks. Um, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm, we, you know, I, we'll, I, I want to wait. Um, I'm sure we get a chance to see what happens in week nine. Uh, Brady, for some reason, has this uh, infatuation with, with AB, Adam at his house and all kind of stuff, and uh, never wanted the Patriots to cut him uh, from all the reports that, that came out. So uh, he he loves him some A.B., man. So uh, yeah. A.B. was probably rapping for him or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that one game he played, man, the, the game he played against the Dolphins, what he had, three or four catches? Yeah, he, he, I mean, the guy's talented, man. Like, uh-huh. he is. You know, so yeah, he did. Tom Brady said, how yeah. you do you do that dance again? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me jump into uh into this um topic that you guys had uh has put in the chat um about Kevin Durant. Yeah, he, he has some things to say. So uh Kevin Durant talking about his rings, and he said uh and this was on boardroom pods. Or it was via boardroom pods at Chip Nets Daily. Uh-huh. He said that people try to discredit my rings, but honestly, I feel like they're the most valuable of our era. People argue LeBron is the GOAT, but if I beat him in back to back finals, then what does that make me? Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Salty, salty, salty. Mm. Oh, I couldn't keep a straight face when he was reading that shit. That's crazy. Um, KD, man, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it short because this is like, bro, for ha- like for a literally point 
three millimeters of a second. That's not even a that's not even a time like measurement. But anyway, like whatever milliseconds. I thought to myself, what rings? I literally said that first. I'm like, what rings are you talking Oh, <laughs> the Warriors ones. I just, like, it took me, like, a, just a second to remember. The Warriors rings. Okay. Come on, Katie. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, I, I get it. Like, Brooklyn, you're feeling good. Achilles is probably feeling better. Modern science is able to make those type of things more of an easier transition back to the player that you were. But you know what I'm saying? The the drugs that they're giving out, I don't know, man. It might be a little too good because valuable, the most valuable of their nah man. I think that KD went to the Warriors. He wanted to be happy. He wanted to play in a free-flowing offense. He got his rings, man. But let's like why does it have to be more than that? I, I just right. he always wants to talk about the media and narratives and he, and I and I agree with him on that. But when you just say things like this. You know what they're gonna say. They're gonna say, "Oh, Katie's delusional," and I don't want to have to say you're delusional, Katie. Cause I don't think you're delusional. I, I just think that is like certain things you don't necessarily have to put out there, like like that, bro. And if you want that respect, if you want earn it, then earn it by letting it be L.A. Brooklyn, and you really drop a dime on Brian. Like you know, then we can say, "Yo, KD is the best player, and he did prove it in Golden State, and it's true in Brooklyn now." But we can't say that now, bro, because you haven't played, so we got to see. Just I'm I'm trying to verify if he said it, but he did I, I can't either way find it. But um, but yeah, man, look, look. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, look, he he did like he was putting up numbers in that in the, in the finals. Um, it, it was four on one for the most part, yeah. but uh, but nevertheless, he did it, man, and and he got his rings. But I just. Just enjoy your rings, man. Like, right. nobody's going to put you in the GOAT conversation. I'm sorry. It, it's been LeBron, MJ for decades now. They even left out Kobe, and Kobe got more rings than, than you, bro. And they not even, they don't even talk, they didn't even talk about Kobe as being a GOAT. So you think they're going to talk about you when you went and joined a, a powerhouse team? And you didn't, you didn't, you didn't do it by yourself like that. And and, and at least Kobe, yeah, you got three with Shaq. And but, you know, um, you know, there's other rings where, where, um, you know, you could say Kobe led. So come on, man, like, chill out, bro. <gasps> Tigolo lying. There's no way Drake said he was gonna be the next Marvin Gaye. <laughs> well. Nah, but um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if this is validated as, as real news. I don't know. Um, I just saw it. Shout but out to KD, it, man. Shout out to KD. Yeah, man. He he got his rings. He should be happy and and let that be that. You know, and just just go about his business. But you're not gonna be uh in in the goat conversation, bro. It's just not gonna happen. Right. Um, let me check on the baseball game. See who's winning. Two one. You want who? L.A. Last time I checked. Oh, okay. Blake, so Blake Snell is he still in the game? Nah, he's out. Um, oh, so so Dodgers got a chance. This is it, man. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, and they got a chance to. They're gonna have. Oh, they got a double now. Bellinger. Uh, somebody's on a double with no outs too. Um. 
I had the Dodgers winning in six. Um, they went with the bullpen game tonight, which um, what, what do you think about that, Shelton? Do you, do you agree with them going with the bullpen game tonight and saving Walker Buller for a game seven if it, if it went there? I, I think I would have went the other way if I was them. I, I, but it looks like it's going to work because for some reason, I, I don't know what happens in the late innings with, with the, the Rays other than that that one game. But the the Dodgers are probably going to just win this game six and be done. You 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 predicted it right. I don't mm-hmm. see for some reason I this this one run the Rays got I think was in the first inning. Yeah, it was a home run. I it can't was, say his name. Yeah. Yeah, first inning and they they ain't really done much else in this game. So the strategy that that the Dodgers pulled has, has really been working for them with this pitcher by committee thing. Yeah, um Tigolo Kane say they uh they they blew it in the sits. Tigolo, can you uh give us some cuz we were we were doing the show and I didn't have it on uh in here, but if you can let us know what happened um and um kind of give us an update we'll give the people the update but um but yeah I, I i thought that yeah kershaw did his thing um in game 1 and in game 2 I'm, I'm i didn't i didn't agree with the bullpen game but i understood it because gonsolin Ga- Ga- i hope i'm saying that right um hasn't been really good all postseason but i understood you try to sneak one in maybe go up 2-0 then you got walker uh, you got Buller coming in uh, for game three, so he can go up 3-0 if it worked out. Um, so I understand the strategy, but with the way things have went for the Dodgers in the postseason, if you got a chance to win, you need to try to you need to go to try to win the game because things yeah. haven't really necessarily went your way. But um, but yeah, they 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 came back. Walker did his thing, and and um, they won that that next game. And and shout out to uh to Tampa and. And for winning that next game to make it two two, and then Kershaw came back and did it again. So, right. but 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 game um, four is the one where I was thinking about what happened in game two because mm-hmm. that was um, because you blew that game. You know what I'm saying? Like you blew um, game five. I mean game four for um, uh, with with that bad play in the outfield with the two errors that you made. So right. Um, but it worked out. So here they are. So um, uh, Tigolo says uh, that, yeah, they pulled Snell for no reason because he said, yeah, they pulled Snell for no reason because of the nerds and gave up two runs. So. Um, oh, because yeah. he was talking about the analytics in baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I um, I had a feeling like this, like I. I you know, when I saw Snell was on the mound, because Snell is tough, man. And yeah. the Dodgers was going with a bullpen game. Um, there's something about being consistent in your strategy. And I think it would have set up for a great game seven if it gets there. It might still do. We know how baseball is. But um, but Snell, Snell is tough. And I guess if you're going to lose a game to Snell, you don't want to lose it with your best pitcher, you know, on the mound. So that would give him an advantage. And then in right. game seven, you got, you got Walker. And then you got Urias, who's available. I don't know if he's pitching uh right now but um nevertheless uh, i hope they win it man I, they're up to one only a couple more hours to go and and we'll see so <laughs> uh who said that uh somebody said we're talking about baseball this is bedtime darius williams <laughs> uh 
Big John Boatwright, Los Angeles winning like a motherfucker right now. Lakers won a championship. Clippers are contenders. Rams look good, and the Dodgers are about to win the World Series. So, um, anyway. Uh, all right, man. Well, we appreciate you guys showing up uh, once again, man, every Tuesday. Uh, shout out to Q. Shout out to you, brother Q, for coming through. Thanks, uh, Q. You sure. know, last minute. Um pitching in for the for the crew and um and yeah man so we'll hopefully have uh everybody back next week and um and we'll get into some more nfl talk and uh and definitely some some more basketball because i want to see if this conversation about kd is real because that shit's crazy oh oh um i think before we get out of here uh q um somebody just put it in the in the chat i actually forgot about it mr t um, thoughts on the NBA returning in December and LeBron maybe talking about sitting out. That ain't gonna happen. LeBron and I are trying to play, man. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous that, that these guys just, I'm not, this is not saying the gravity of players is the same as being in prison or whatever, like some people are. But I'm saying that for them to be isolated for that long, for them to be away from the kids, and for them to just be able to come home, relax. Like, they went to war in that bubble, man. They were really playing. Like, as much as I don't think it was the same intensity of playoff basketball, there was an intensity there, and they were playing for real. And that has a toll on the body. Like, people's excuses of, well, they get paid millions of dollars, and they should They don't exist for our literal entertainment at every point in our lives, bro. Like, these are human beings. They have to recover their muscles. LeBron is 35, but I better be 36. He ain't trying to go back in before Christmas. That's that's wild. Like these 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 guys deserve rest. And I think that we're gonna see a start date, most likely probably around later in January, early February. I don't think we're gonna see this happen in December. I w- I wouldn't be shocked if LeBron is not trying to push it for March, to be honest, because I think that he really wants a, some time off. Cause that was grueling, man. And I think that. That, that, that's kind of giving guys a little bit of uh, second thoughts. And I think Dan, Danny Green on the TV show today talking about it was more so him being a mouthpiece for LeBron, <laughs> saying, oh, LeBron ain't doing that shit. LeBron ain't doing that. So Right. I, I, I would look for him to start uh, around MLK Day, like mid-January. Uh, they were talking about, what, an 80, what, a 72-game season? 72, yeah. Give me, give me mid January and give me a sixty game season. Let's rock out. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that can be done. Yeah. And let's play ball. They did have four months off. Somebody said that, and I was like, "Dang, I ain't think about that." They were they were confined to home for four months, mm-hmm. so they did get some time off already. But like you said, it's still grueling to come right out of the bubble mm-hmm. and to go right back to to hooping that soon after. And like a, so a they lot would of actually guys, go back to the weren't open. Nah, they would not. Nah, they would travel. Stadiums would be open by, mm-hmm. by then. In December, <sighs> they would probably force it on some limited capacity stuff, bro. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't see it. I don't see it. Man, I mean, if, look. Okay. Um. All right. So I think that's the thing. So it, it feels like this was definitely floated out there to to get some some thoughts. From uh, the players and media, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a filler um, uh, uh, proposal. 
the thing that I didn't hear that I was listening for was whether or not they were going to go back in the bubble. And uh. and we we've heard the stories of how grueling that was for for them from a mental standpoint, and and people can feel how they feel about that and invalidate it, um, you know, if they so choose. But you know, it, it, multiple guys have said it. Um, so if it's not going to be in a bubble, then you're only left with, like you said, Q limited capacity, kind of modeling what the MLB and NFL did, right? So then I take that information and I hold it up to what's going on right now when in the last few days we have seen the most cases of COVID in October. What in the hell they think will happen in December? You know what I'm saying? Like flu season. Not come on, here, man. man. It's not even here yet. Like to people, I just think that people are not understanding this second wave is about to hit people so hard that we it's about to come right back with a straight smack to the face. It's going to come right back around. And I don't think that the owners, because they don't care, but the owners are not looking at the human side of it. They're just looking at the money side, and they're trying mm-hmm. to get their, they're trying to get their revenue back. They have merch. They 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 got to get out. They have tickets. They got to sell. They got seats to fill. And it's sad, but I'm pretty sure LeBron and the guys who are at the top at the top, they're gonna talk. They're gonna be like James Harden ain't trying to go back in December. James Harden is so happy that he finally got out and went to Houston. And got himself a, you know, what I'm saying a, a, a chicken wing. He is so he is so excited to be home. I know, I know that Paul George is working on his jump shot. Probably not, but you know, we would hope. I know that guys like Kawhi need all the rest in the world for their legs because he was looking hobbled towards the end of that series. Brian about to be 36. AD damn near have a a career ending injury after every fucking game in the finals. <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying so he happy to be home. I know Danny Green ain't trying to shoot no threes right now. So, man, we 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 ain't playing no ball to January, man. Yeah, nah. Um, Martin McFly said they were talking about mini bubbles and doing the season in spurts, but um, but I don't know, man. Like, it worked. It worked last time. So why try to mess with that? But um, and I think Stephen A. Smith said there's a difference of six hundred million or something like that. So that's why. Uh-huh. So um, it's definitely all about money and the player is going to have to consider that. So bubble or I, I don't know, but uh, we'll see. I do agree with you guys. I think January, uh, mid-January will be best. Um, by then we should, you know, hopefully start to see some, you know, some of the cases go back down. Um, Redesivir has been, you know, approved by the FDA as a treatment. Um, you know, I got to see if old boy pushed that through to make it, you know, you never know, but either way, um, but yeah, so I'm sure we have, um, more news, more conversations on that as the storyline continues to, uh, develop and, um, and that's that, but, uh, appreciate you guys showing up, uh, as always, and we'll be back next Tuesday to, uh, talk about and recap the week in sports. That's going to do it for us. We out. Peace. Peace.